Well, I want you to go ahead and open up your Bibles this morning to 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2, and we're going to be beginning in verse 18. We're continuing to look at the evidences of salvation, and as we continue to look at the evidences of salvation, uh, we continue to look at that knowing that they are the evidences of salvation and not the means of salvation, remembering that the means of salvation is Faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. And we're reminded by that by uh, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 13 is uh, remember we're, we're memorizing this verse. So uh, by all means hide this uh, word in your heart. Hide God's word in your heart that you might not sin against Him. And so if you already have this, if you're already starting to know this, uh, then say it along with me. I write these things unto you, those who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may have eternal life. Amen. In 1 John chapter 5 and verse 13. Again, memorize those in the translation that you are used to. And so as you do that, uh, I know that that will be a word of encouragement to you. But we're reminded by that verse that uh, as we look at these evidences, the, 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 uh, the, they're just the evidences of salvation, the evidence that somebody truly does have salvation, somebody has eternal life. But the means of salvation is believing in the name of the Son of God, believing in Jesus Christ, faith in Jesus Christ. Now, once somebody has put their faith and trust in the person of Jesus Christ, then there will be those evidences of salvation. There will be that fruit that is demonstrated throughout their life that they truly are a child of God. And now it varies through our life. Sometimes that fruit is producing strongly and then there's times that we need to be pruned that that fruit isn't producing quite as strongly and the Father will most certainly prune us as we've seen before. And so as we look at this text of Scripture, today, we're looking at the fact that a child of God, a Christian, somebody that is truly born again is going to live a life that is walking with Jesus Christ. Amen. They are walking with Jesus Christ. They're not somebody that just has a head knowledge of Jesus Christ. They're not somebody that just says, you know, I've heard about Jesus Christ. I know the Christmas and Easter story and I know all of those things. I know what the Bible says about Jesus Christ, but this is an individual that truly knows Jesus. Christ, and as they are an individual that truly knows Jesus Christ, they're an individual that knows who He is. Amen. As you know who He who He is, you're more apt to walk with somebody. You know, the more you know about somebody, the more you're apt to walk with them, or the more you're apt to say, "No, I don't want to walk with that person." Amen. Uh, the, the more it's going to go one way or the other. But I have no doubt, the more that you know about Jesus Christ, the more apt you're going to say, "You know, I want to walk with Him." I, I want Him to be an everyday vital part of my life. In fact, it's not just that I want Him, I need Him. Amen? I need Him in my life because I cannot survive. I am not sufficient upon my own and I need Him in every single way, shape, and form within my life. And so as we look at this, we find here in 1 John chapter 2, beginning in verse 18, it says right here, Children, it is the last hour, and just as you have heard, the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have appeared. For this we know, that it is the last hour. Now, first of all, we, we see a this, by this, uh, this we know statement. It's not a by this we know statement, but we see a this we know statement right here in verse 18. But that is not the by this we know statement. 
indictment that we're going to look at in just a little while. This we know it is the last hour. And it's interesting that John starts off this uh, text of Scripture. He says that it, we, we know that there's an Antichrist, right? We know that the Antichrist is coming. We know that in the end days, that Antichrist is going to come. And when that Antichrist is going to come, you know, the Bible tells us very clearly that there's going to be a falling away. There's going to be a great falling away. There's going to be an, an apostasy that takes place. There's going to be a great falling away uh, from church. There's going to be a great falling away from those who follow Jesus Christ. There's going to be a great falling away also of true biblical sound teaching. Amen. And we're already seeing that in the world in which we're living in today. We're seeing that in droves. We're seeing that in great numbers. We're seeing that falling away taking place before our very eyes. And I I want to tell you something. It's going to get even worse. The closer we get to the return of Jesus Christ, the closer we get to the Antichrist stepping upon the scene, the more and more and more of that falling away that we're going to see. Now, I don't want to tell you that to discourage you, but I just want to tell you that to let you know that that's what the Word of God makes abundantly clear that is going to take place, that falling away that we're already seeing today. Now, I believe we can still see a great revival, amen, and a great comeback, and I believe that God can use that in a phenomenal way, and so when we understand that, there's a following away, not just of, of, of folks attending church, but there's also a following a falling away uh, of Bible-believing and Bible-teaching churches, and to where when those, not the, those uh, apostate churches that aren't really treat, teaching the truth of the Word of God, now there won't be a falling away from that, because Satan loves for folks to come to those uh, churches, and they're going to be packed out. Amen? Now, that doesn't mean every large church and every growing church today is an apostate church. That's not at all what I'm saying. Amen? But when we begin to take a look at that, Satan certainly wants them in those churches that aren't teaching and preaching the truth of the Word of God. And he wants to try to do everything that he could do to get them away from those churches that are teaching and preaching the truth of the Word of God. But what is interesting right here, he said not only is an Antichrist coming, there's an Antichrist that is coming. There's an Antichrist that's on his way. And, and you know what? He might be on the scene already. He might already be present. We, we might already know his name. We don't know, but yet he hasn't stepped into that position of power to where he is going to be that one world government. And you know what? I'm never going to see that because I'm going to get raptured out of here. And I know Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. So I'm not really worried about the Antichrist that is to come. But what he said here is also interesting he said children is the last hour and just as you have heard the antichrist is coming even now many antichrists have appeared and so John is talking there in the first century time in the first century uh, uh, church many antichrists have already appeared many antichrists have already popped up many antichrists have already risen uh, to the occasion and he addresses some of them we see the apostle Paul the Apostle Paul is encountering some of them and he addresses some of them. And so these Antichrists, these Antichrists that raise up to the occasion, these Antichrists that appear, you know, the fact is the closer we get to the return of Christ, the more and more of those false Christs, those Antichrists that we're going to see. In Matthew chapter 24 and verse 24, this says, For false Christs and false prophets will arise and will show great signs and wonders so as to miss lead, if possible, even the elect. 
So here it is, as we take a look at this, we see uh, the Antichrist tools, right? And, and, and we look at this and we see even Jesus said, you know, as we get closer to the end, end time, even more of those false prophets and even more of those false Christs, they are going to appear. They're going to raise up to the occasion and they're going to, uh, to do what they're going to mislead. You see, that is the strategy of Satan. That's been Satan's strategy all the way since the Garden of Eden, all the way since the beginning of time, all the way since Adam and Eve was there in the Garden of Eden. Oh, did God really say that? Did God really mean that? No, God didn't really say that. You come follow me and I'll teach you the truth, right? I'll teach you the right things. I'll teach you the right way. You don't listen to God. You don't listen to the Word of God. You don't listen to those Bible believers and those Bible teachers you don't listen to them no you come follow me and I will show you the truth and so as it is if we understand that 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 is a misleading from Satan himself yes it's from those false prophets yes it's from those false Christ but the Bible tells us that our struggle is not against flesh and blood it ultimately descends directly down from Satan himself the father of all liars amen and so as we begin to understand that the Antichrist Christ is to come, but many antichrists are here today. Amen? And many false prophets are here today. And they're all around us. And they're in abundance today. And they're growing in abundance today. And so I really do believe that we are living in the last days. And again, the closer we get to those last days, the more in abundance we're going to see these things taking place. And you know, when we talk about deception, when we talk about misleading, that is the key to the Antichrist. That is the key to, to his, the, 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 the birth of His kingdom. That is the key to the growth of His kingdom. That is the key to His power deception and misleading and friends if we're not living in a day of deception and misleading then I don't want to see that day amen we're in everything about the society in which we live in today. If you try to stand up for truth, they're going to want to shut you down. If you want to try to speak truth, they're going to want to shut you down. And it doesn't just have to be biblical truth. I'm talking about any truth. They're going to want to shut you down. Amen? They're going to want to shut you down and shut you up because the world today doesn't want to hear truth. And so when we understand that is the world of the Antichrist and know we're not in it yet, but it's leading up to it and it's leading up to it quickly. I mean, you just look backwards a little bit and you look at how quickly we have gotten to the position and the point in society that we are today. I mean, it's happened fast. Amen. We, we have gotten to the place in society where we are today quickly and we can give example after example after example of it in its abundance in the world in which we're living in today. The world doesn't want to hear truth today. They, they, want, they want to hear those Fuzzy fairy tales that make, give them a little, uh, you know, tickle behind their ear and give them a goosebump on their neck or whatever it is that's going to make them feel good. But please don't tell them truth because sometimes truth don't make you feel so good. Amen. And, and so when we look at this, as a result of this, the Bible goes on right here. Apostle John goes on to, uh, to, to show us not only uh, Satan's. Uh, Tools, as Jesus told us that in Matthew chapter 24 and uh, verse 24, he, he said they're going to mislead uh, with great signs and wonders. Great signs and great wonders. 
Jesus said. You know, when you look at that, it's going to look like, oh, this has to be of God. This has to be of the things of God. This has to be of the ways of God. Look at these great signs and look at these great wonders that are taking place. But friends, more than that, we need to look at the Word of God. Does it line up with the Word of God? Does it line up with the person and the character of Jesus Christ? Is it glorifying Jesus Christ? You see, a lot of these false Christ movements, a lot of these antichrist movements, they dance all around Jesus, but they aren't really there to glorify Jesus. No, they want themselves to be glorified. Amen? That's what they're all about, is glorification of self. We ought to be all about glorification of Jesus Christ. Period. End of subject. Book is closed. Glorify Jesus and Jesus alone. Amen? But as a result of the works and the tactics and the lies of the Antichrist, even in the first century, the Apostle John writes in First uh, John chapter 1 and verse 18, he says, they went out from us, but they were not really of us. They went out from us, they left us. But the truth is, they were never really of us, he says. For if they had been of us, they would have remained with us. But they went out so that it would be shown that they all were not of us. They left us, John says. They left us, and as a demonstration of the fruit of their life, as a demonstration that they left us, is proof that they never really were of us in the first place. Now some people use this as a, uh, as a means of saying, you know, if somebody leaves the church, if somebody leaves the church and they slip out of church for a little while, then that's proof, that's a proof of indication that that individual is not saved. Well, not necessarily because somebody could slip out of church for a little while and then the Holy Spirit starts dealing with their, with their heart. They might be out of church for a long time and the, uh, God's dealing with their heart and then God eventually draws them back in and draws them back into the fold. So it's not talking about leaving the church is talking about leaving the faith amen now if they leave church and they're perfectly satisfied with that and they have no problem with that and they never look back and god never deals with them about that then there's a problem amen there's a problem there but this isn't just talking about folks just leaving the church it's talking about folks leaving the faith and as an indication that they never had the faith in the first place they left the faith Amen? They left the faith. They turned around and they walked away. And John said that's just proof they never were of us in the first place. Because when you're truly in the faith, when you're truly a part of the faith, friend, God's at work in your life and you're going to continue to grow. And if you're of God, and if you're a child of God, He's going to continue to be at work in your life. And He's not going to just let His children run off without drawing them back into the fold. No, He's going to be that good shepherd that leaves the 99 to go after the one. Amen? Why? Because He loves us. And so when we begin to recognize that and begin to understand, here it is, that, that, that John is saying, you know, this is the result. This is the goal of the Antichrist. The goal of the Antichrist, and not just the Antichrist of the end, but the many Antichrists up to even today of John's day, and even today, which I believe there, there's a, a great deal more today than there was in John's day, and even that that Paul had to deal with and others in that first century time had to deal with. It, the, their ultimate goal is to make them walk away from the faith. Turn their back on Jesus. Turn their back on the very one who laid down His life to save them from their sins. 
But you know, when we begin to understand this, we begin to recognize that that's his goal. Reminded of Oprah Winfrey. When we, when we talk about these antichrists and these antichrists that are amongst us today, reminds me of Oprah Winfrey. You know, Oprah Winfrey, all the way back, back into the 80s, all the way back in the mid-80s, she was adamant. She would say on her program, she would say on her show, you can look it up, you can find the videos of it today. She was adamant, Jesus is not the only means to salvation. She'd get angry. And she'd argue with you. Jesus is not the only means of salvation. Jesus is not the only way. It doesn't matter what path you take. Jesus is a way, is what she would say, but He is not the way. And so there's many, many different ways. Well, either Jesus is the only way or He's not a way at all because if He's not the way in which He claimed to be the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man comes to the Father except through Him alone, either He's a lunatic or a liar or one or the other, He can't either be a way or uh, uh, he has to be either a way there's no possible way he could be one of many ways he has to be the way amen Amen? has to be or he's no way at all but well she'd get angry she'd get adamant she would argue with you up and down but Oprah's own testimony is the reason why I'm using her because she's very public about this. She's not at all private about this. She, she lets it all be known. But according to her own testimony, she was raised in a Christian church. She was raised in a Christian home. She went to church all of her childhood. She went to church all of her young adult life. But then sometime throughout her young adult life, she went into a church and she heard this preacher preaching this awful message. And this awful message was that God God is a jealous God and He doesn't want you pursuing anybody else. God is a jealous God. And He is, by the way. He is a jealous God. And He does not in any way, shape, or form want you pursuing anybody else. And that just got all over her and she couldn't handle that. She could not accept that. But you know what it was doing? It was Satan that was whispering a lie into her ear. Satan whispering in a lie in her ear. Don't believe that biblical truth that that Bible preaching preacher is proclaiming from behind the pulpit. Don't believe the truth of the Word of God. No, you come... You forsake those things and you come pursue me. Who's that? That's Satan. Now she wouldn't declare herself as a Satan worshiper today. In fact, she she talks about spirituality all the time. It's one of the number one things she loves to talk. She talks about spirituality all the time. But don't you dare say Jesus is the way. Friends, she's an antichrist. She's an antichrist. We might not think of Oprah Winfrey as being an antichrist, but she is. She rejects the truth of who Jesus Christ is. So what is an antichrist? What what is a a, a true antichrist? The Bible uh, says uh, right here, of who the Antichrist is and tells us exactly who the Antichrist is in verse 22. It says, Who is the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father, and whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. 
That's, what, that's who an antichrist is, is somebody that denies the very person and nature, character of Jesus Christ. That is the antichrist. We think of an antichrist as being a David Koresh or a Jim Jones or, you know, uh, or, or somebody like that of being an antichrist. But anybody that denies the nature and the character, the biblical nature, the true nature and character of the person of Jesus Christ, that is an antichrist. Amen? And she is an evangelistic antichrist. She wants the whole world to know what she believes, why she believes, and come follow her way of spirituality. Which is, by the way, anything and everything but full surrender in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. No matter what you do whatever you want to do, just don't fully surrender to that jealous God. Amen? Don't people find that kind of interesting? Do whatever you want to do. Just don't surrender to Him. Don't be submissive to Him. But see, the true Christian, the true man of God, the true woman of God, they know that to be a lie. They know that that's not true. They know that that is not the truth of the Word of God. They know that that is not the truth of Jesus Christ because they know who Jesus Christ is. So in verse 19, we see a falling away. We see that falling away from, from not just the church, but the falling away from, uh, from, from the faith, the falling away from those uh, the, the, the true teachings of Jesus Christ. But in verse 20, he reverts back to those who are truly born again, those who are truly saved, those who are bought with the blood of Jesus Christ and walk with Jesus Christ. Then in verse 20, he says this, he says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you all no, I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it and because no lie is of the truth. He says you have an anointing of you. The true Christian has an anointing within you. And what is that anointing? The, the, the true Christian has an anointing within them and that anointing, according to the Word of God right there, the anointing is from the Holy One. And so as we begin to look at that anointing that is from the Holy One, you go down to verse 27, and it says, for, As for you, the anointing which you receive from Him abides in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you, but as His anointing teaches you about all things, and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has uh, taught you, you abide in Him. So the anointing of the Holy Spirit is going to teach you. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is going to lead you. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is going to guide you. Now one thing that's interesting right here is the Bible says you have no need of anyone to teach you. Then, you know, people, uh, they get unbiblical and say, well, then I don't need to go to church because I go to the Holy Spirit University, right? Well, that's unbiblical because the Bible tells us to go to church. So if you know the Bible as well as you think you know the Bible, then you ought to know that. So, well, I don't need any teachers. Well, God has called some to be teachers and called, called, God's called some to be preachers and He commands us to preach. Amen? And so we need to 
to take the whole of the Word of God, but what is the Bible saying right there is that the only one that can really teach you is the Holy Spirit. And so while you're a pastor, or while you're a Sunday school teacher, or while you're a Wana teacher, or while you're a vacation Bible school teacher, or whatever teacher that is there, that evangelist, whoever it is at that particular point in time, is there, they're teaching, and the words of God are flowing from their mouth. Either one of two things is going to happen. Either a lie from Satan is going to enter into your ear and enter into your heart and say, don't believe that. Or the anointing of the Holy Spirit is going to pierce your heart and say, that's truth. That's truth. That is the truth of the Word of God and it's going to be so ingrained within your heart that you're going to know that you know that you know that that is the truth of the Word of God. It doesn't matter what anyone says. It doesn't matter what anyone does. It doesn't matter how much your life is threatened. It doesn't matter how many of your liberties are threatened. You're going to stand upon the truth because you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Holy Spirit has written His Word into your heart and that is truth. And there is none other. That is the anointing that teaches you and leads you and guides you. The anointing of the Holy Spirit and those who have received that anointing. As the Bible says there again in verse uh, uh, 21, He says, I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it. You do know it. You know the truth. And you're not going to be swayed. You're not going to be dragged down. You're not going to be pulled another direction. You know what's interesting about what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 24? He said, For false Christs and false prophets will arise and will show great signs and wonders, so as, and this is how extensive it's going to be, so as to mislead, if possible, even the elect. Such great wonders and great signs that even the elect are going to look at that and say, hmm. But it's not going to be possible to mislead them because Jesus said, if possible, which it's not possible because they have the Holy Spirit of God within them. It's going to be such great signs and wonders that if it were possible to mislead the elect, then it would be possible, but it's not going to be possible because the truth of God's Word through the anointing of the Holy Spirit is ingrained within them. They know Jesus is the truth. They know Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And that no man cometh to the Father but by Him. They know Jesus. Amen? They know Jesus. You know, we was talking about this this morning in Sunday school. Knowing people. If you know somebody, I mean, you know somebody really, really good. You know somebody really well. Maybe you've been knowing them all your life. And they do something kind of off the wall. Something kind of crazy. Maybe even something kind of (laughs) foolish. Probably won't surprise you, will it? Because you know them. Oh, that's just who they are. I surprise everybody else because everybody else don't really know them all that well. Amen? But you know them. So it didn't really surprise you. 
Maybe you found out something good that they did and, and it was just a great deed and great blessing to somebody and you know them really, really well. And that didn't surprise you at all, but it surprised others. Others don't know them all that well, but you know them. Amen, you know them. You know where the heart is. See, if you're a child of God, you ought to know Jesus and you ought to know where His heart is. And because you know Jesus and you know where His heart is, it ought to give you that heart to walk with Him. Amen? I want Him. I need Him. I desire Him within my everyday life. Now, He is in you and you are in Him. To walk with Jesus means your feet are in alignment with the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Your footsteps are pursuing His footsteps. You want to walk like Him. You want to talk like Him. You want to act like Him. You want to represent Him in every single area of your life because you know everything about Him is good. And if somebody comes up to you and gives you a, 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 a false accusation against Him, you know, somebody could give you a false accusation against another person. They so-and-so did this, or so-and-so said this, and so I've been knowing that person all my life. Not a, they'd never say something like that. They'd never do something like that. That's a lie, and I know it, because they'd never do something like that. They'd never say something like that. When those lies are arisen about the person of Jesus Christ, you know it's a lie. You say, Satan, get behind me. You're a liar. Amen. You're a liar. What you speak is not truth. It's not only they know the truth, they know a lie. They know a lie. They know that not to be true. For no lie is of the truth, is what the Word of God says. And Jesus is truth. Looking back at verse 22. <laughs> Oh, I, I bet you John was a fireball. Now remember, he was the son of thunder. He was the one that wanted to call down, fire out of heaven to consume those other ones. You strike them down, right? But he also didn't have any problem calling somebody a liar. Verse 22, who's liar? Who's the liar? He knew what a lie was. He knew what the truth was. See, when you know what the truth is, you know what the lie is. Amen? You know what the lie is because you know what the truth is. And so when we begin to understand that, begin to comprehend that, we recognize that our walk is in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because we know Him. Amen? We know Him. Friend, today, do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior? There's so many today that I see being pulled astray. Many today that at one point I thought had such a strong walk with the Lord, but they've been pulled astray. Some have slipped away and I pray that God would draw them back. Listen, the longer you stay away, the harder it is to come back. I know that. Amen? If God's truly in your heart, you'll come back. 
If he's not, you don't care. Makes no difference to you. You'll, you'll follow this way, that way, or any other way. See, when we look at the Word of God, what we begin to recognize, begin to understand. A relationship with Jesus Christ is real. Amen? Not just some religion. Not just something we do on Sundays. Or maybe even an hour a day. Been married to my wife for 30 years. We've had some tough times. And I'll admit most of the tough times were my fault. Not all of them, but most of them. She's over there shaking her head. You believe that? But I'll admit that. Friends, come this December the 26th will be my spiritual birthday. On December the 19th, I'm sorry, the December the 26th of 1996, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I haven't had an absolutely smooth walk with Jesus out of those years. But every time that it wasn't smooth, it was all my fault. 100%. And out of those years that I have walked with Jesus, Oh, it's been good. It's been very good. It's been a blessing. The reason I don't mind not pursuing the things of the world anymore is because I know who Jesus is. And friend, He is far, far, far greater. Amen? Far greater. Just closing this one thing. So praise team makes their way up this way. Oh, just, just, I'm sorry. Just wait just a little bit longer. So I got one more point I need to make. After this. You know, in 1907, a major revival broke out in Welch. The Welch Revivals. As best anybody could tell, the whole country got saved. <laughs> I mean, it was a phenomenal revival. Well, it isn't that big of a country, but that was a phenomenal revival. And as a result of that revival, missionaries started being sent out of that country and other places, all over the place, even in the United States. 
One missionary family, they got sent to India. They went to the far reaches of India. They went out to this very remote village where they were still practicing paganism in there and, 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 and witchcraft and things like that. And they went in there and started sharing the gospel. And the very first man uh, that accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, he, he got called in to the village chief. And the village chief was all mad. He was upset because he, he had forsaken their traditions. And, he, and he, he told them, I command you right now as the village chief to renounce Jesus Christ. And you know what he said? He said, I've decided to follow Jesus. Then he brought his family in there and said, I'm going to execute your family. I'm going to kill your family. If you do not renounce Jesus, he said, though none go with me, I still will follow. He said, well, I'm going to kill you. He did kill his family, by the way, and he watched them kill his family. And I said, now I'm going to kill you if you don't renounce Jesus. He said, the cross before me, the world behind me. Those Welsh missionaries heard that testimony and they heard what he did. That's where the song, I have decided to follow Jesus, came about. Now eventually that village chief, he was convicted over that man's faith. That he had such faith in Jesus Christ that he would not renounce him. And he ended up getting saved and the whole village ended up getting saved. I don't care what you do to me. I don't care what you do to my family. I know Jesus Christ. I'm going to follow Him. So where's the by this we know statement in all of this? Well, real quick, as the praise team's now making their way up here. Sorry about that. If you know that He is righteous, you know that everyone also who practices righteousness is born of Him. Now, this particular text doesn't say by this we know, but it says if you know. If you know that Jesus Christ is righteous, everyone who is born of Him will practice righteousness. I don't stand up for Jesus because of who I am or what I have done. But I will stand up for Jesus because I know who He is. And he is worthy of full pursuit. How about you as you stand this morning? Do you get turned from one direction to the other? Swayed back and forth? Tossed like a ship out in the sea? Where is your foundation at? Do you have a foundation? Is that foundation found in the person of Jesus Christ? If not this morning, would you come make it in the person of Jesus Christ? If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, would you come this morning and trust in Him, believe on Him, 
for that eternal salvation.